going to back away because that light is super bright. Wow. Thank you, Tucker. That was very nice, very kind. Thank you, everyone. Uh, let's, let's get something out there just to get the monkey off the back kind of thing. When a situation like happened tonight happens on stage, when we have to stop, there's a lot of things going on on stage, and uh, so we're not perfect. We make mistakes. And you saw, I just I couldn't find the key. I tried. Sarah wasn't there, was it? Connie managed to shout it out from down here. So if that happens, like we can try and pretend it didn't happen, but we all know it did, and we're all thinking about it. So it happens, you can all laugh really hard at that, okay? Like, don't stand there feeling sorry for us. I'm laughing. I think it's hilarious. And we'll stop, and we'll laugh, and then we'll just... Uh, We'll, care, we'll start again, as we did. So thank you for being patient with that. But please, don't feel awkward when that happens. We won't if you don't. Just, it's very funny when that happens. It doesn't happen that much, thankfully. Um, what else was I going to say? Sir Murphy, aren't you glad that Tucker said about Thor rather than the Hulk? <laughs> yeah. I heard he said Thor. I said, you know, what would have been a little different if he'd said, yeah, I saw the Hulk. Hmm. Just saying, that would have been unusual. That would have been like... He can go somewhere there, but it would have been like, I'd have been like, where's he going to go? It's going to be crazy. Um, and also, Sarah, well done. Very good. I agree with everything Tucker said. And also, she's starting, she's got a new role coming up in December when they go to Africa. She's going to be Connie's bodyguard <laughs> for, uh, for six weeks because I can't, I can't be there to be the big intimidating man that I am. So, so Sarah is going to step into my muscly shoes. And, uh, so she's been working out a lot lately. Um, so you can, good job. Right, first of all, first things first, why don't you all stand up? All right, make sure you're all standing up. And uh, I'm going to sit down. Because it's always, well, you sit down. No, I didn't say sit down. You guys are going to stand tonight, and I'm going to sit and talk, isn't that right? No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, sit down. Sit down, I just want to try that out, see if it worked. Yeah. Cool. I, tonight... Let me tell you, I'm, well, actually, there's a few things that came through my mind when Tucker said, would you like to speak? And uh, one of the things I talked about with Caleb was, I might talk about, I could talk about working out, because I am on a mission to get buff. And uh, I know you're all thinking that my physique is much larger than it was when you last saw me a few weeks ago, but I'm on a mission to get buff, so I could talk about that for a long time, but, and I could, I could, or I could relate it into uh, into a Christian aspect as well, but I, I, won't, I won't do that. It's fine. Although I would say, I would say that our Christian lives take as much discipline uh, to to get better and stronger as Christians. It takes as much discipline as going to the gym and uh, and, and eating and sleeping and that sort of thing. So we should apply the same uh, passion and fervor I have for getting muscly. And I, it takes so much. To, I've got to be disciplined with that sleep. When I eat, Mary knows this. I've been asking her a million questions on how to get bigger biceps. And uh, this is thunder. This is lightning. Don't get caught in the storm. But isn't that good? I came up with that myself. Anyway. <laughs> so I did talk about working out. There we go. I fulfilled what I said I would do. But yeah, just maybe just remember that. We should apply the same discipline to our Christian life as we apply to, uh, to that sort of thing. Tonight, though, I'm going to talk about uh, your creed, which isn't the band. Well, it's a great band. You guys might have known Creed, I suppose, eh? 
I know you do. You're as old as me. You would know Creed. Yes, yes. That wasn't offensive. I'm very young, Sarah. All right. Creed is actually just a fancy word. I'll say it another way. Uh, it's like a testimony or, uh, or it's, I'm going to talk about what you believe. Um, it's very important, um, I think, in all of our lives is, is to know what we believe. I think Tucker talked about it at the panel night. Oh, that was the other thing I could talk about, our relationships. Because we, we could just talk about that forever, couldn't we? It's, isn't that, don't you love talking about relationships? No, no one's interested. Um, all right, I want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? It's what you believe. It's so important because we uh, spend all, a lot of time getting told things and uh, about way to be, ways to be a Christian. And there's a million books out there. If you go to Scripture Union, you don't know where to start. There's books on how to be a better person, how to read your Bible better, how to drive your car like a Christian, how to, how to study like a Christian should study. And there's just all those books that will tell you just what to do. Um, but what you end up getting, as Tucker said at the panel night, you end up getting is the chicken nuggets, little nuggets of, from different little theologies and things that end up becoming this mishmash of what your belief is. And when you pull one out, it doesn't mix in with everything else. It tastes funny. And so it's real important to make sure that all your, all your beliefs line up correctly, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like there's not, you're not like, I believe this. And I believe this, but actually that doesn't agree with that. So we've got to throw that away, and then you've got a gap. So you've got to make sure that this belief matches up with this belief, matches up with this belief, matches up with this, so that you can then explain what you believe to other people. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about Christians lately, because uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, because it's been a real crazy year. And I've been thinking that <sighs> Christians are crazy. Wouldn't you agree? The, the stuff that we say... It's just mind-boggling. Don't you think? Have you been washed in the blood? No, I haven't. Because it's not usually something we t- we're t- socially we should do. You know, and uh, so those kind of things, they don't make any sense to people. Like, I, when we go to church, you see, oh, it's real, it's real bad. We see pictures on, I see, and they show it at work and that sort of thing. There's like pictures on news about Christians at church and stuff, and we all get our hands in the air like this. And, and people just have no idea what's going on. We just, we look crazy. We look absolutely crazy. But that's what I'm saying. You've got to, you, if you know what you believe, you can then explain that to other people. Otherwise, if we just go up to someone and say, have you been washed in the blood? I, look, if you, don't, if you don't tell me we're washed in the blood, you're going to go to hell. Eternal damnation for, forever. Okay? It's not, it's not like it evangelize, is it? Right. So we really got to, uh, I've been thinking a lot about, about uh, what I believe. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to turn here for a second. Oh, I should have worn the, the hip-hop mic. Uh, I'm going to put it down for a second. Sorry, I wasn't prepared. One minute. Okay. So I just said, you know, that's, you can't, you've got to work out what you believe. So here, I'm going to tell you three stories. Okay. When I was a young boy, would have been 12, I believe it was. I got invited by my friend to this. I don't know what it was anymore, but that was 15 years ago. So, uh, oh wow, yes, 15, <laughs> 15 years ago, 12 years old. And this, I was sitting with my friend on this. Like, I think we were in like a gym playing sports, and I was sitting down with my friend. We we're just like waiting for our turn. And this other guy in the middle, 
think it was a friend of my friend. We were just talking, and he, was, he goes to us, you know, what is life all about? I know, a 12-year-old asking that a question. First of all, and of course, I was a 12-year-old. All I was thinking was, when's my game? When's my game? So, my evangelism that day was, oh, my turn. Okay. But later on, like, further down the track, I thought, you know what, I should have actually answered that question. But my answer would have been, I don't even know what I would have said. So I'll move on to the next attempt at evangelizing, I remember. I'm now older, a lot wiser. This is 15 now, three years later. Maybe 16, maybe 16. And, uh, we, I, you know, I was at high school now, and like, people would say, hey, you should get them along to youth, you know, church. You've got to get people to know Jesus and that sort of thing. So I was like, cool, I'm going to ask my friends. And they're like, you know, why do you go to church? And I was like, oh, man, you should come to church. You should, it's hard, man, you should come to youth group because, you know, you know, we've got some, um, we'll play some games. And, uh, man, there's some cool hot girls there. And, yeah, so you, sh- you should come to church, you know. Isn't that a sound evangelical theology to have. That was my evangelism when I was 15. Yeah, so some good looking girls there and we play games. It's really fun. And man, it'll change your life. Change your life. Anyway, time passed and uh, I got older and I'm 23 and I'm at work in the morning. First of all, this is a bit awkward for me because I'm not that switched on in the morning. It takes a while to get going. It can be crabby in the morning too. And uh, this girl at work basically just starts asking me, why are you a Christian? Why do you believe in, uh, in, um, in what you believe? And so we had this long discussion. I mean, I was throwing things down. She was like, I believe in a, in a universal force that sort of powers everything. And I was like, that's God. Come on. You, you can't say I don't believe in God, but I believe in a universal force. That's just, that's just a weird new agey way to say God. Anyway, I didn't get all nasty. I was just like, you know, I think, you should, I think you believe in God, but you just don't want to say it. Anyway, I was, I was the man. I was throwing things down. And I was like, you know, you're not really understanding what I'm saying here because I'm very intelligent. And my, the size of my arguments is just baffling you. Anyway, I was like, I was on fire. And anyway, we ended up finishing because we talked for like half an hour. And I think my boss was like, hey, you can't do this here. You're here to work. So she went back to her desk and I carried on working. I turned to my friend who was... Uh, his self to me, he's a Christian too. And I was like, man, how did I go? How did I go? I want to know how I did. Tell me I did well. He was like, you know, well, you tried. You know, uh, I think you lost, but you tried. And I was crushed. I was like, oh, man, I still don't get this. It has been 10 years. I've been going to church for 10 years, and I don't understand what I believe. I can't explain it to someone. And I went away from that going, what does it matter? What is the matter with me? Why don't I understand this? I couldn't figure it out. It took a while for me to realize that I need to knuckle down to the basics and, uh, and actually re-look at all my beliefs and decide, okay, do these make sense? And how do they line up? And if, I'm, if someone asks me about this, how am I going to explain this to them? But for a while, I was just like, man, I can't evangelize. Oh, I'm going to be a worship leader instead. Because I don't have to evangelize my words. I use my songs. And people are saved in church. And then we have a night like tonight and it all stops. And I'm like, oh. I'll try something else. I'll be a pastor. All right. Speaking of crazy, 
Um, does you want to hear, this is when my journey of, of learning what I believe really started. I was in on here for the last year's Raging Fire. If I say Craig Marsh and the Tin Hat. <laughs> Craig Marsh was here last week. He used to have those real jelly legs. And he, he put on a tin hat. He came in with a tin hat. With a, it wasn't just a hat. He had that thing up top as well. It was like an antenna. And he stood up the front, in front of three, four hundred people, and was like, you're reading my mind. Stop it. And I remember sitting over here going, oh, wow, this is so offensive. What is he doing? This is so ridiculously stupid. My goodness. What is he doing? And there's new people behind me. I was mainly offended for them. Because they came to church. I, I saw them. Because, okay, we'll get it out there. I see people on stage. If I look at you accidentally, it's just because my eyes are roving. I'm not, like, watching you as you worship. But this, I saw these people come in as we the worship time. I was like, cool, new people. That's great. And they sat down. And then they are sitting behind me when I was sitting there. And, I was, and they were sitting there going, what on earth? And I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. This is what people talk about when they talk about crazy Christians. They come to a conference and they wear tin hats. And they go, mental. Long story short. I got highly offended, and I sat there stewing in my offense all through the message. They went up the front, had a, an encounter with God, and I got severely reprimanded by the Holy Spirit later that night, just saying, hey, sort it out. And that was when, that's one thing I learned, that you can never put God in a box. You never, ever think, God can't do anything with this. This isn't God. He can't use this. Even if someone's doing something you disagree with and you think it's completely off base, it still can be used for good. So that would be my first thing I think I'd say tonight is, is never underestimate what God can do for good. Right. Um, so. Hmm. They've got, it's real annoying. Let me show you this for a second because it's a bit crazy. I, bought, I wrote down my notes on this and I put them down on this and they're not the same. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm just going between two, but it's so good. Thank you for being gracious. Right. So, I think what we've learned from that so far is you've got to know what you're saying to someone, otherwise you're going to sound a bit crazy. Is that right? Um, so, I'm just going to read straight out of... So, I started writing down what I believe. So, my creed, because I like that word creed, my testimony, what I believe. Is I believe in God. God who created the universe and formed the earth, placing men upon it, as his children. And if I believe in God, everything else I say suddenly has a context. If I say that there's a Holy Spirit, I'm talking God is a spirit. So absolutely there can be a his spirit on the earth. And if I'm raising my hands up to him, it's just a gesture of saying, Lord, I'm surrendering to you, to your will, to your ways. Your ways are higher than mine. Everything makes sense when I have a context of I believe in God. So when someone says to you, why, do you believe, why, why are you a Christian? So it's because I believe without a doubt in my mind that there is a being, an ultimate being who has created the entire earth and sustains everything and, and everyone in it. And as soon as you, as soon as you can lay down that, that platform of I, I believe in God, I have tested it without, uh, amongst other things and I believe without a doubt there is a God, everything else you say will have a context. I believe, because then I can believe the Bible. I can believe that Jesus came to die for my sins. Well, first of all, let's go back a bit. I believe that God created the earth and that man sinned. And that because God is perfect, 
we're separated from God because he can't, he can't be with anything that isn't perfect. So he sent Jesus to save us. Anyway, that's like digressing because see, my notes are different. Oh, here, this is funny, by the way. Here, see that? That's my creed there. It goes on another page, right? See? Gets all the way down here to conquering death. And here, on the next page, there's some drawings I made of rugby, rugby place. So I got distracted halfway through my creed. But it, it carries on. I just thought that was funny. I went to pick it up tonight. I was like, oh, okay. So around conquering death, I, got, I suddenly had a great idea about rugby. I started writing it down. Anyway. Anyway. So. To, to put it in a practical term, I want to be practical tonight. I want to, I want to just put this in a real practical level. Let's talk about alcohol. Okay. Is it okay to drink alcohol? Because when I grew up, alcohol was naughty. You're a... You were bad if you had alcohols. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, it probably wasn't. I mean, my parents never said, no, don't ever have alcohol. It's just, it just con- this concept that alcohol was bad. You should never have it. Then my people at work go to me now, like, oh, you don't drink because you're a Christian. And I was like, no, no, I'll have, al- I'll have some alcohol if I, if I do. And they're like, but you're a Christian. I was like, it, that's, it's, the Bible says don't drink. And I was like, it doesn't say don't drink. I even read this afternoon. It says don't get drunk on wine because that is dissipation. And I encourage you to go look up what dissipation means. And then come tell me. Because I have yet to find out what dissipation means. No, seriously, tell me. I don't know. Anyway, Kate, you're an English major. Go. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, that is one thing I'd say is, is find out what you believe about alcohol. Find out about these kind of things in life. Find out why you believe alcohol's good or alcohol's bad. Or let's say, uh, I got asked if I uh, ate pork. And first of all, I was like, really? How old-fashioned? And then they're like, but my friend was a something Christian. And they don't they they believe in eating pork. He won't eat pork. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. People actually still know, know this stuff for a start. I didn't know people knew that. But I, so I had to explain, okay, well, I do eat pork. Because I believe, and I think Peter talks about it, how Jesus said, or God says, look, everything is now, thank you, legal. Um, and, oh, to get real topical at the moment, gay marriage. What do you think of that? You've got to, you've got to know what you believe, because at work, people are going to ask me about that. First of all, let me say, in my work, if someone goes to me, Daniel, what do you think about gay marriage? I'm not going to be like, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you, this stuff is bad, okay? And it is going to destroy our society. I'm not going to get real rari into it. I'm going to say to them, why are you asking me? Because they all know I'm a Christian. And they already know that Christians don't believe in, in homosexuality. So the reason that, maybe, that, I've got to find out what the reason they're asking me for is. Are they wanting to have a conversation, a civil conversation, and actually know my opinion? Or are they looking to rock me up and go, yeah, see, that's a Christian. So if someone asks you, hey, what do you think about gay marriage? So why, do you, why are you asking me? Do you want to have a conversation about this or do you want to argue? Because I'm not going to argue with you. If you're just looking to get a, a rock out of me, don't, don't, uh, f- don't fall into that trap. Because I, I would have I fallen into that trap if I, hadn't, uh, if I hadn't been talking to God about this. Because I've been really, uh, been really struggling with through, the, through this one as well. Um, yeah, so those are the kind of things that you've got to... I'm just trying to give you examples of things you've got to work out what you believe. Following so far? 
making sense? Good, good. Uh, even in church, this is uh, one of my pet favorite ones to, to say. Um, there are just as, as high as the heavens above, as deep, deep as the deepest sea. Is my savior? No, that's the wrong words. Is the is the is the uh, see, I ran, hedgehog? No. There's so many different theologies and thoughts on how to be a good Christian, and Again, it comes back to that chicken nugget thing. You'll pick ones from here, pick ones from there, and, uh, and you'll get this mess of, of ideas and beliefs that won't really match up. And as I know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very passionate about my Christian beliefs. And if someone disagrees, I will get fiery. But no, you are wrong. I am right. Um, I don't know if you've run into that, but that's what I've run into as well. And then we get offended. But as Uncle Seth said the other day, Uncle Seth, sorry, Pastor Seth said the other day that no one can offend you. You have to choose to be offended yourself. Um, did you know there's, like, I, I went on the internet because I was going to find some church statistics for you to say how many denominations there are. But it was, it, it printed out like 35 pages. And I was like, I'm not going to read that tonight because I want to be short and snappy. So I'm not going to read that out. But there was like, just a list of 35, I mean, I, I looked at a list of 35 and I was like, man, that's, I've had enough reading anymore. So there's more than 35 denominations, and each of us believe different things, slightly different things. A lot of us believe the same thing, but all of us believe different things. So again, what I'm saying is, know what you believe. Understand what you believe. So, oh, it looks like I showed my creed and I lost my place. Um, So I will say, excuse me, read you a verse. In the midst of, I know it's, it's, I guess what I'll say here is it can be super confusing and it will be confusing to work out what to believe and what not to believe. Um, and I'll just read a verse. I, I read this the other night, which is what got me thinking about this as well, is that therefore... So you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now built up and established in your faith. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. So what it's saying here is make sure that no one can convince you with their big words and, and complicated meanings out of what you believe. Make sure... That you know what you're, what, what you're doing when you're putting your hands in the air. When someone asks you why you're a Christian, make sure you can say, this is why I'm a Christian. And as for me, I think the most defining point of my beliefs in my creed here is that uh, I believe God came to earth as Jesus, who lived a perfect and blameless life without sin by communing with the Holy Spirit, communing, uh, being in constant relationship, companionship, talking, laughing. Um, Jesus then gave his life over to be sacrificed. And uh, for me, my belief is, the, the cornerstone of my foundation of belief is that now, now that I believe in God, I believe that I was separated from him. And all my eggs, oh, oh, that came out wrong. I'm putting all my eggs, there we go. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and that is that I believe that without Jesus dying for my sins, I have no hope. Okay, all my, we sing that song, All My Hope Is In You. That is 
for me, for my life, I've made a choice that I have no other hope except for him. Without Jesus, I'm, I'm done. If, if I got it all wrong and, uh, and I misread the Bible, although it's very clear, it says in John... Yeah, sorry. Many pages makes for hard work. Yeah, it's particularly particularly appropriate at this moment. All right, it says John three sixteen. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Another word I'd like to know what that means. Thank you. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So whoever believes in Jesus, and John. 14 verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So, I believe in God and all that he says. I believe in the Bible and therefore I've been separated from God through sin. Jesus is my only hope to get back to the perfect life with God. That is what I believe. And uh, that that is like the cornerstone of what your belief should be, that Jesus is your only hope. If you believe in God, you believe, then you believe in Jesus. Put all your hope and your faith in him. And I just want to so finish with this little uh, example. I just think it's quite cool. I've been wrestling with this to try and put it into language that I can understand. Let alone you guys. But um, no, no, I mean like if I, try, if I don't understand it and try to explain it, it's going to come out as this mess. But anyway, um, in terms of uh, I was thinking the other day like well, I was thinking about the, justice that, the injustice that was done to Jesus. And I was thinking how cool it was that, uh, that you know, he stands in place of my sins. And he had to be a perfect person because if you think of a scale, right? And if I'm, if I'm on the scale, if I, stand, if I say I offer my life for Tucker because he's done something wrong. So, say I have lived a much better life than Tucker has. And we're before, we're, no, it's not true. We're before a judge and uh, the judge is like, and I stand up judge, hey, I, I, will, I will die for Tucker. Like, wouldn't that be noble of me? Anyway, um, so we're on the scale, and say I've lived a more perfect life. Say I've only stolen two things, and Tucker stole six. Okay? Six Moribas. Okay? You shouldn't be having those when you go to the gym, buddy. No. <clears throat> that scale, even though, if I, it's, still unjust, it's still not just that I've died for, for, uh, for Tucker, because he's done that. But it's, it's a little bit just. There's a little bit of a measurement there, because I, well, okay, I've, I've done these sins, so, okay. But it's kind of good that I've been punished for those things. Does that make any understanding? So the scale tips a little bit like this. Okay. Is that following? Yeah. Jesus is the, is the perfect measure. Okay. And, uh, and one perfect man against one imperfect person. There's no justice there. If he dies for them. Is that making sense? Yeah. So there is no limit to how many people can die, Jesus can die for, because there's no measure for a perfect person. That can keep going and going and going, and the sins can keep going and going. There is no stopping that number, because there's no measure for a perfect person. The only way that can, be perf- can match off and be even is if it's another perfect person. Because there's no perfect person. So until that day, there's going to be quadrillion of people who are forgiven by Jesus' sacrifice. Does that come out across? So that's what I believe. I believe that there's no way through to the Father except through Jesus. And uh, I thought I'd just finish with that because that's a really cool example of how awesome Jesus is. And uh, I hope that came across very well. Uh, So...
that's that's all I'm going to say tonight. Um, why don't you stand up? Uh, and I'll just pray. And uh, if you have any questions, please come see me afterwards. If you, or Tucker. About anything. God, thank you for tonight. And I uh, thank you that we can uh, talk and laugh and uh, make fun of ourselves. And um, I thank you for everything you do in our lives. I thank you, Jesus, that you came and you died for us. Um, I thank you that without you, I would be lost, but, but you came and, and lived a perfect life and showed us the way uh, back, to, back towards God and back towards our home. And uh, I pray that in our lives, you'll make yourself known to us through the Holy Spirit, I pray. And that we will learn what it is to be Christians, Lord, I pray. And that we will learn what we believe and how to effectively and, uh, and without embarrassment or shame tell people about what we believe and why we believe it and who you are. I pray, Lord God, I pray that we will have Christian lives that are, are full of, um, of learning about you and relationship with you, um, all rooted and, and founded on the, in the foundation that... Uh, Jesus is our only hope, our way, and the truth, and our light. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to me. And uh, 